I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey fuckers, what up? It's Christina Hutchinson. And Corinne Fisher. You're about to listen to a clip from Guys We Fucked the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast with special guest Trixie Mattel. If you want to hear more of our interview and more from the minds of Trevor Nola, Lena Dunham, Roxanne Gay, go on over to luminarypodcasts.com where you can get a subscription for as little as $2.99 a month. Yes. Do you do like a mental prep to become Trixie or is it now kind of just something that you can switch on or off like a, like a light bulb? I'm one of those theater people where like, like when I was in college and I had to play an old character, I couldn't really figure it out until I had gray in my hair and old man shoes on. And then mm, I was like, okay. oh, now I can like Became. feel my bones creaking. Yeah, and you so morphed. For me, for drag, like once I look like that and I have earrings and perfume and lashes and wigs, I'm like, I don't have to like, it just shifts automatically. Yeah. Do you um, put perfume on only, only even if you're just doing a video for you? Every day, all the yeah. time. I'm yeah, I put perfume on for videos. Right now I'm wearing, I've been using Chanel Chance. I've been mm. on this kick where I just order perfumes blindly from the internet. Ooh, wow, that's <laughs> And risky. then I'm just like, that's my smell, I guess, whatever it smells like. Like, I've never been into florals, really, but Chanel yeah, Chance yeah. is super floral. I'm like, oh, I like it. Yeah, I've been getting sets of roll-ons, so I do like a set, like a different set all the time, and I put them like all around my apartment. So yeah, I love, I love perfumes, and um. I just, for me, I like to really feel it. And even if I'm in my house talking to my camera alone, I need perfume, nails, you know, the full thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, um, are you in a relationship? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. We've been together four years. Ooh. Wow. How, uh, like how'd you guys, how'd you guys meet? <laughs> we met on Tinder. This is not relatable content. He was my Whoa. Tinder date. You what? He- it was my third Tinder date. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. I, know I don't tell anybody anymore because they're like, I'm on a million. I've been on a million. So fuck you. But. I mean, whatever. I'm not on any. I haven't been on any because I don't, I can't, I just, I'm not, I haven't had sex in eight months. So I'm, you know, living vicariously through others. Yeah. I'm doing <laughs> me and I'm like, I like this a lot. Um, how, so your third Tinder date, how, what was it sparks right away? I feel like when you date somebody for a long time, historically, you like, no. I open. I'm a serial LTR person. I spent my twenties mm. boyfriends. Every relationship I've been in is always like at least two years. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Either I'm really easy to please, or <laughs> I just don't have a rubric. So I or go you're fun. Into, maybe. Um, I go into things just trying to like. I feel I just like I could connect with anyone. Who knows? Like keep an open mind. But we. Um, I remember we we went to the Roger Room in Los Angeles, and I met him there, and I walked in, and I sat down, and I don't know what it is that is that thing where every time you you're you look at each other, every time your eyes meet, you both kind of smile, even though you're not, mm. there's not a joke. Yeah. It was just like that kind of like. It's a force. In, in like 10 minutes in, he got up to go to the bathroom because I think I was running late and he was waiting a while. He got up to go to the bathroom and I, the same thing happened to me that always happens. I go, uh, this is going to be my boyfriend. Like I could just tell. And you're always right. I'm, I've always been right. I mean, wow. I think you can really tell. Like, yeah, or at least can. I was like, this is going to be a thing. Like I'm going to date this person. Yeah, I can tell right away. And the worst is when you show up on, to a date and you know the second you sit down, this is not going to work out. Like, how do you oh, get out of that? Also, yeah, I was going to say it goes both ways. And you can tell right away if it's not good or bad. It's just tepid. And you're like, well, this was one date. Yeah. Most dates for me were always like, 
I'm not mad I went. I'm not mm-hmm. going to the second date, but I had a good enough time. Yeah, especially if you're a comedian. If anything, it could be a mate- material or something that you can relate, you know, relay later down yeah. the line. That is one thing. I, I love my boyfriend, and he is so kind to let me use our fragile uh, and intimate life as, you know, <laughs> material all the time. And I'm always like, well, we've been together four years. Like, I can't stop, I'll tell stories about the guys I fucked before I met you anymore. Like, well, yeah, because like, if you're not in it anymore, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. the same way. Well, but I was wondering what really kind of good boyfriend. So usually the jokes are like, he's the exemplary. Uh-huh. He's the, usually the joke is like, he's a good boyfriend. He's considerate. He's good in bed, et cetera. And then I'm in the story. I'm the piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So like he's in yeah. it, but he's never like the punchline of it. And are these stories that you, t- you tell as Trixie? Cause I was wondering what the kind of material, like if, if it's like more of a branded, like fabricated material, or if it really is sourced from your, your real life. I mean, I do like the voice and everything's heightened and I move different, but it's, yeah. it's all my own you know, relationships, my own life, my own friendships. Okay. Has he ever gotten pissed about anything you've said on stage? He doesn't love like certain things. Like let's say his family's really supportive. And whenever I go to Chicago, I usually play Park West and they'll come see my shows. And he'll be like, um, since my mom's here tonight, can you not tell this specific story about us having <laughs> sex? And I'll be like, no, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> or I'll change it slightly and I'll say like, yeah. oh, some guy. But yeah. I'll still tell it. And he's like sweating bullets. Um, <laughs> that's a big ass though you like to you know people don't realize like how what, what a big ass it is to like delete you know five minutes of material yeah. that are in your set yeah i mean i usually am long-winded so i absolutely could but thank you for giving me the benefit <laughs> of the doubt thank you for giving me like she's like you can't do that uh he's very he lets me really talk about anything though i think because he's seen me a million times and he understands that like if you made it into the act you made an impact in some way and it's mm-hmm. all my point of view so yeah. like you know everybody's the protagonist in their own story. So even if a story is me being a shithead, I'm probably going to tell it. Like Trixie Mattel's POV is always, she's kind of like a, a good person at like a B minus effort level. <laughs> yeah. so there's usually some visible cracks in the storytelling where the audience realizes that she's stretching the truth to make herself look good. Right, mm-hmm. right. So then it's yeah. like, okay, this isn't a credible source. Okay, but we'll listen to the story. You know, it's also not it's a real very person. beautifully relatable too, because I feel like people conflate their own sense of self in that way. Totally. I mean, I think she represents in a lot of ways, um, it's a pretty unprepossessing person dressed up as the most beautiful person who ever lived. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's something relatable in that where we've all experienced blind confidence where like you get your hair done or you just look good that day, you lost 80 pounds and you're like, I'm the most fucking beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And she kind of feels that. that all the time. Like I feel that all the time. I was on drag race in front of, Ru- in front of RuPaul. Like, I mean, you look good, but mama. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. And that's what you need, especially like in a room full of drag queens. And, and mentioning uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, I was, we heard the moment that you kind of knew drag was what you're supposed to do. Was, do you consider RuPaul's Drag Race your big break? Did you feel like you kind of broke before that? What was like the moment when you're like, this is something, this is, everyone's going to know my name. Well, that was that first moment, right? Mm-hmm. It's about. And then I remember like maybe a year later, I'm backstage, you know, at drag shows, it's a lot of completely naked trans women <laughs> spray painting yeah. adhesive to their bodies. Bodies, right mm-hmm. and this this girl lady gia from walkie she still performs she goes i gotta i gotta glue out the side you gotta take the microphone i'd never even held like a comedy like talks and i was like oh, <laughs> what do i do and she was like you have to go out there and stall and i was like oh my god and i went out there and <laughs> i just like kind of blacked out in yeah. the sense of like 
I walked out there and hit that rhythm and I was just like doing it Rode the way backstage. And she goes, you should do microphone stuff. That was really funny. And that was a big, like, Oh, sorry. There's a, let's wait. Hold for silence. <laughs> Hollywood. There's literally a fucking siren every 10 minutes. So that was pretty huge. And then when I started making the choice to do blonde and pink, like all the time, mm-hmm. that was like, Oh, like I really could kind of like, the audience really warms up to me when I'm kind of dressed as this 11 and a half inch fashion doll from their childhood. They really root for me immediately. Yeah. And then when I did Drag Race, obviously that was the first big, like, I mean, worldwide exposure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show's you know? huge. And then little things after that, like, uh, became such a thing. We're in season yeah. five of, uh, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah. doing music for the first time and, and not really knowing how it was going to work out. And, you know, those charting and doing well and being like a drag queen on billboard charts for those albums was like, Kind of, I mean, Drag Race was huge, but being a charting drag like musician on as a in a wig was like, wow, I'm really doing something no one's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you've done a lot of things that nobody's done, and you have so you're one of those people that is so talented, and you very effortlessly explore all those sides of yourself, and it's it's just nice to see human beings do that. And I just and, encourage everyone to like just to ask questions later. Yeah, don't, like yeah, just don't, fucking get don't into ruminate it. on whether or not you can do it. People ruminate. I never thought about so writing a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And we were New York Times bestselling author this year. And that, that was like a freeze frame moment. I'm just like, RuPaul hasn't even done that. <sighs> the only one drag queen's done that. And it's Katya, the, co- the co-author. And now I have to kill her. And then I'll be, you know. And then it's, it'll just be you. <laughs> it'll be the Trixie show. Yeah. Yeah. What I was it like always... writing with Katya? <laughs> Fun. We have very different processes, which is <laughs> I write in advance and edit and turn it in early. And she, uh, you know, spins out the night before. And we're like... <laughs> That's, that's how me. I. That's how I write. We, yeah, we, we also wrote a, wrote a book together. Yeah, but we both spin out the night before and then stay know, up all night. I was on tour and I would like you know I like to be alone and during on tour like I'm on a bus with people and stuff. I, if I wake, I'm waking up. I'm off the bus. I'm hitting the beat until showtime. I got to go do something. I got to go Starbucks mm-hmm. or something. And I would just take my computer and just like just write things. And I I just would I write kind of slow because I I think I edit as I go, which maybe isn't good, but um I I kind of write it I. I think most people puke and then edit and I sort yeah. of, I, I little, I puke a little and then go on, puke a little and go on. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's um, nice. Yeah. I feel like that's better for your nervous system almost like staying up all night and then fucking up your sleep schedule for 10 years is. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. I quite liked it. And you know, there's some things in here. I'm like, I could have changed the name, but like, you know, I, I know my sister, she's not going to read a book. You know what I mean? Like it's safe. It's safe in there. <laughs> you you didn't we didn't have to get legal permission. We had to get legal. Yeah, permission. we had to have anyone we wrote about by using name. We had to send them the excerpt in an email and have them sign Terrible. off on it. Yeah, it was honestly. Oh, not worth we it. didn't have to do that. Like at the part about my sister, I think I said like, um, I think I said like, that's my, my sister. sister. <laughs> I don't want to say her name, but I think I I think I call her an embarrassment to my whole family. Oh. <laughs> Which is Just so extreme it's for comedy. She might <laughs> she listen to podcasts. You. So Sam, I love you. Yeah. You know. It's a lot look, at, look at like look at this person. Do yes. you think that person yes. is telling the truth? You know what I mean? Do you think <laughs> right. that person's not stretching the details? Right, right. You know, I think it would be I think I my my heart goes out to comedians who really walk out there in a hoodie and jeans and, and they spill their guts because I Thank get to be you. so bulletproof <laughs> when I do it. You know, walking out yeah. in a comedy show, I'm usually the only drag queen at like right. a comedy festival, let's say. 
you know, I like just for laughs last year, I was like, there's like all these super A-list comedians and I'm a comedy nerd. I'm panicking. You know what I mean? I'm like walk, trying to walk up to comedians and like not piss. Oh, yeah. And yeah, luckily yeah, being yeah. a drag queen is such a good icebreaker because everyone's so nice to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm out of drag. I'm six foot tall, white with a shaved head, which isn't very 2020 oh, six for comedy. tall. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then in drag, I'm like six, seven. So I was going to say, I was like, in drag, you must <laughs> they say you're towering. <laughs> towering. towering. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a great for me because I really like to be, I mean, I'm kind of inappropriate and I like to, I'm not afraid to use satire and address some deep, dark stuff with yeah. some, so like, I don't mean everything I say and right. with Trixie being so obnoxious looking, it really helps me kind of have a license to kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Who believes right. that? You believe that you, you think that that joke that came out of that thing is is true or is like is like earnest like come on (laughs) hey fat guys did you like that interview i hope you did if you want to hear the rest of our interview with uh rupaul's drag race all stars is trixie mattel and a lot of more exclusive content you're gonna head over to luminarypodcasts.com where you can get a subscription for as little as 2.99 a month see you there fuck faces oh This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.